It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, in this corner, from the University of Colorado, 30 years in the ring, fighting for truth, justice, and the American way, Dan Kaplan. Oh, what an amazing time to be alive. And I'm not just talking about the day, man. <laughs> just this perfect sun splash day. After a couple of days of moisture, it does not get any better than that in springtime in Colorado. No, I'm talking about history, right? Because you know what life is like. We're all living the same life, which is it is so busy. And all of a sudden, days and weeks and months and years can blend together. But then those moments come, those earthquake moments where where the world is changing, the nation is changing, and we're living through one of those together right now. It's like being alive when 1954 Brown v. Board of Education decided, Plessy v. Ferguson, the law of the land for oh so many decades. No stare decisis there. That piece of crap was thrown out as it should have been before it was even, you know, the decision of the court. That old separate but equal insidious racist Plessy v. Ferguson. This is what it must have felt like to be alive in 1954 when Brown came down. You know, or, or when slavery was ended, the 13th Amendment, that this must be what that feels like. So there is so much going on. It's so fluid, especially the way it's coming down, right? Because we don't have any historic example precedent for this where you have one of these sea changes, definitely a you know, seismic change in the landscape, but it's happening in slow motion. Because first, somebody leaks the opinion, probably to try to get a justice or two killed before the opinion's issued. And, and, and now we're just waiting for that opinion to be finalized. But everybody's reacting in the meantime. So this is history. We're living it together. Each and every day, there's something fresh. And that's very cool. So I want to keep talking with you about that. There are some overarching you know, issues that are fascinating and high stakes. I want to keep talking about those. You can chime in anytime, whether you agree or disagree. Uh, it's an advantage to disagree on this show because we take your call first. But if you agree, hey, I believe me, one thing I've learned over decades of, of doing a radio show is there are plenty of folks who agree with me on something who have great points that I haven't thought of before. I mean, it takes a village, right, to perfect an argument. So love to hear from you. 855-405-8255, the number on the Dan Kaplan Show. You can text us, Dan57739. And Ryan, yep. hey, throw away the milk carton. Mm. We've, we found him. He's alive. Michael Bennett. We've got sound from him today. <laughs> oh, I can't wait. I can't yeah. wait to get to that. But I want you to address one thing. Yes. And it's based on something you just said, Dan, because we've seen the straw men arguments come out of the woodwork now in mm -hmm. that Brown versus Board of Education, Obergefell, all these recent <laughs> decisions. 
Democrats libs are putting the fear of God into leftist voters saying now that they've struck down Roe, next they'll go after gay marriage, interracial marriage. Joe Biden himself irresponsibly said now Republican legislatures and governors, they're going to make sure that LGBTQ kids aren't in the same classrooms as straight kids. And I love hearing him say that. You know why? Because what does it tell you? What it tells you is that all of those lefties you mentioned are not confident that the court striking down Roe is going to be enough to bring lefties to the polls. Great point. <laughs> so that, I love hearing that. Mm-hmm. I love hearing that. And then at the same time, you know, when they go through that, that's just going to encourage some people on the right to vote. So I, I hope they keep saying that all day, every day, my good friend. Great point. 855-405-8255, the number. I also want to get to as soon as I can uh, this fascinating uh, slow motion disaster for the candidate uh, of this candidate who appeared to be shaping up as a strong contender in the new 8th Congressional District. And we all have a stake in that, no matter where you are in our audience. And if you're here in Colorado, no matter what beautiful corner, you know, if the GOP can pick up this new uh, congressional seat, that's a big deal. So the Democrats have had this candidate who brings some strengths. She's a pediatrician, Yadira Carveo, and I've praised her on air before for her willingness to stand up to the marijuana industry before she then folded, but she showed real courage there, and I praise that. But but talk about somebody aborting their own candidacy, and she's the nominee, by the way. It's not like she has to win some tough primary, but, but and I'll get to the specifics in a couple of minutes, but in an interview at the Denver Post on this issue of abortion, She's aborted her own candidacy. So we'll get to that in a second. I want to get into this, this Michael Bennett stuff, though, because it is so rare to hear from him. And, and he's talking about an issue that, that I think you'll want to talk about as well, which is, OK, so now the left, which has always you know, had the, this arrogance, this elitism, this feeling of su- superiority, uh, the pro-life movement was never going to succeed. Roe was never going to fall. And so now that it is on the verge of falling, they're losing their minds. And one of the things you hear them talk about all the time is, oh, no, we're just going to pass a law in Congress and, and, and abortion is going to be the law of the land. Well, not so fast. They've got a number of fatal flaws in that uh, strategy, starting with this one. Leader Schumer has decided he's going to go ahead with a procedural vote, even though, as Leanne just pointed out, you guys don't have the votes you need to codify Roe. So is this a smart move and what does it accomplish? Well, I think it's important for us to have a vote to show where the votes are in the Senate. But it's also very important for us not to overpromise and underdeliver. Well, let's start with that to show where the votes are. Everybody knows where the votes are. Right. The, The reason Roe is falling is because we have justices who, who have been the result of Republican senators and presidents who have been elected as what? Openly pro-life candidates and office holders. So, so we, they're not trying to hide that. We, we know where the votes fall. We do not have the votes next week to be able to codify Roe versus Wade. We need to codify Roe versus Wade, which is why. Well, let's talk about, you hear everybody talk about codify Roe versus Wade. Hey, elect enough of us to the Senate and we'll codify Roe versus Wade. Two important things to keep in mind. If they codify, meaning pass a law, pass a law in Congress to say, okay, now Roe versus Wade is law land, all 50 states. How long is it going to take? How long is it going to take before the Supreme Court throws that law out? Probably less time than it takes my dog to eat his dinner. (laughs) 
And and we even got one of those bowls now where you know it has all the little maze like things. Oh, so, slow them down. So can't just yeah. <laughs> you know, it has to at least take a few bites. Right, right. But but no. Callie and it's a her actually. Oh. You know, Callie yeah. Kelly will eat her dinner. It'll take her longer to eat her dinner than it will the Supreme Court to throw it out. I mean, no, this issue, once Roe falls, is going to be a state-by-state issue. There won't be any legitimate basis for federal jurisdiction there. So so I, I don't doubt that if they have the numbers that they will pass it. But if we have a, a Supreme Court that actually interprets the Constitution, yeah. That's not going to hold up. And one quick point, Dan, is that, and this is a point that was made by Susan Page later on in, in the cuts that we have. Democrats have been running for years, like you said, we're going to codify Roe. Uh, Amy Klobuchar was saying that. Michael Bennett just said it. On the right, we've been campaigning for 30 years now, right to life, to get the right justices yeah. on the court to overturn Roe. Who delivered on their promise first? Well, right. And, and the point being, again, that, wait a second. The pro-lifers hung in there through rain and shine and marches and the hard work of winning elections and and dealing with setbacks and personal insults and everything else. They hung in there for decades. And and guess what? The pro-abortion movement is not going to have that kind of staying power because the pro-life movement was fighting to save innocent life. That was the motivation. That's why they had the fire to be able to battle for decades until they won. And and listen, the ultimate victory has not been won. You know, Roe falling simply opens the door now to doing what they should have been able to do all these decades, which is go out and try to persuade you, try to persuade enough people that the laws can be passed in legislature saving lives. But they had the staying power. The left is not going to have that staying power. I mean, look, look at it. They're falling apart already. You know, the, the left is not going to have the staying power also for this reason. Right to life was fighting to save innocent life. That'll get you up in the morning. That'll keep you going when, when the going gets tough. The left is going to be fighting to kill. They're going to be fighting for the right to kill. And in the end, there's no way. There's no way they're going to have, have, have that kind of staying power because... When you're fighting for the right to take an innocent human life, it's not the same level of motivation. It's the exact opposite. So no, they they are not going to have, there'll be flashes, but they're not going to have staying power on this. 855-405-8255, the number. Uh, We'll finish that Michael Bennett sound when we come back, because A, so interesting to hear from, but let's talk about Let's talk about the real danger this puts him in. I mean, he's been in danger anyway in Colorado in this cycle, but this puts him, in my opinion, you know, in an even tougher spot in this election. Some may differ and say, oh, no, Roe Falling's going to help Bennett. What do you think? 855-405-8255 on the Dan Kaplan Show. tell you Gorsuch I want to tell you Kavanaugh you have released the whirlwind and you will pay the price you won't know what hit you if you go forward with these awful decisions now that's what an insurrection looks like if you want that sound for yourself and because i know you may be in a barbecue or whatever and people say no he didn't say that i put it up on twitter go to at dan Kaplis, and i posted it today you'll see a picture of chuck schumer in front of the supreme court clenched fist raised and the sound of him directly calling on the mob to injure or kill 
justices who disagree on abortion. So you can get that sound at at Dan Kaplis. And then our friend Christy Burton-Brown had a very timely tweet. Uh, she did, Dan. And this is a key to what Michael Bennett, Senator Bennett, was saying in the previous clip before the break. KBB tweets, the Dems know what's coming. Julie Roginski, a Dem strategist, says, quote, my fear continues to be that sometimes we as Democrats run on things that we wish the voters cared about rather than what the voters do care about. Mm, great point. Great point. And as I go to the phone lines and I'll work in text as well, there are some amazing text, including truly one of the stupidest texts ever sent. Wow. And I wouldn't say that if I looked at it and said, OK, that, that's a person who's just intellectually challenged. It's clear from the language. It's somebody who has intellectual ability. I mean, by, by the way they write, but but it's one of the stupidest things ever said in a text. So I'll get to that shortly. As we go to the phone lines, I, I want to deliver on this promise. I was telling you about this candidate. It's, it's going to be the Dem nominee to run in the new eighth CD in Colorado, uh, Dr. Yadira Caraveo. And, and here's how she just aborted her own candidacy. She's quoted in the Denver Post, you know, talking about you know, all the horrors of Roe falling. And uh, she said that uh, she experienced firsthand in medical school the fact nobody was being trained to do abortions. Quote, when I was in medical school, I remember that for most procedures, we didn't have a choice as to whether we were going to observe them or not. When I was on my own OBGYN rotation, we had a choice as to whether or not to witness an abortion. And most students, myself included, chose not to. Well, that's smart, right? I mean, why would you ever want to see that? The, the intentional killing of an innocent human life. Now, now that she's a Dem nominee, listen to what she says. Caraveo, now the Democratic nominee for Colorado's 8th Congressional District, was raised Catholic and said her view on abortion changed over time. Get this one, Ryan. Like a tonsillectomy, she said, it's simply another procedure. Oh, wow. Like a tonsillectomy, it's simply another procedure that medical students should learn about in environments free of stigma. So, listen. I'm no political scientist, but <laughs> that won't play in Peoria, so to speak. I know. Well, and again, this goes to the point Christy was making in the text you just read. I mean, that may play to, let's say, the base, the Dem base. It may play to 15 to 20 percent of the Dem base sure. that just celebrates and glorifies abortion and they dance around the altar of, of abortion. But for a lot of Dems, let alone a lot of unaffiliated, that's going to make her appear to be a monster. Like a tonsillectomy, it's simply another procedure. And, and it's going to be so obvious that this is somebody who has just sold out their true beliefs to gain power in the Democratic Party. <laughs> that is not going to wear well up there. 855-405-8255, the number. Let's uh, start on the phone lines today with Robin. You're on the Dan Kaplan Show. Welcome, Robin. Hi, Dan. Thanks for taking my call. Sure. I have a question for you um, in regards to the attack on the Catholic Church the other night. Yes. Why is it that when a Catholic church is attacked, um, they don't call it a hate crime, but when a Jewish synagogue or any other type of, of uh, religious uh, place uh, is attacked, or they automatically call it a hate crime, is it that we Catholics, nobody hates us? No, the reason is because, first of all, we, we all agree. An attack on a synagogue, a mosque, etc., should be considered a hate crime. Uh, the reason that you don't see Polis and Weiser and the rest of the left out there doing what they should, 
which is making this a five alarm fire. You know, this is a, a part of an epidemic of attacks on Catholic churches is because, as I say in this tweet at Dan Kaplis, their ongoing silence equals approval and encouragement. That's the only fair inference you can draw. It's so obviously a hate crime, crimes plural, because it's part of an epidemic of crimes against Catholic churches now, that there's silence on it. And I'm not talking about did they issue a statement somewhere along the road. That's meaningless. I'm talking about whether they're leading on it. Yeah, their silence equals approval and encouragement. I think that's the only way to reasonably interpret that. And it's one of those situations, again, where you would expect that that if, if somebody opposed this, these serial attacks on Catholic churches happening in Colorado, they would have it front and center. The fact they don't, what other conclusion can you draw? 855-405-8255, the number. I want to get to that text I told you, uh, maybe the stupidest of all time. Not saying the texts are stupid, I'm just saying that on this issue, for whatever reason, they're temporarily insane. And, uh, and the texture is referring back to a conversation we had yesterday where I was talking about, hey, you know, it, it is profoundly important that this separate life uh, it, it is located inside of, of a woman, of another person. Yeah, that's profoundly important. Shouldn't be discounted, shouldn't be ignored, and, and, and should be recognized as, as, as a very important thing. But, but at the end of the day, there is this second life, and the solution to the toughest problems can never be the intentional taking of an innocent human life. So that is what um, this texture is addressing. Here's what he says. Dan, thank you. You've just admitted a living, breathing woman has less rights than a potential life the size of a grain of rice. Wait a second. In this texter's mind, then, in this texter's mind, protecting the life of the child equals killing the woman. Right? Because, wait a second, that's the thing here, is when you do what should be done which is protect the innocent human life from being killed, you are not killing the woman. And I'm not trying to in any way discount or minimize what it takes to carry a child, to carry a child to term, not, not in any way, shape, or form. But by saving that life, you are not killing the woman. So this texter's logic that somehow now saving the life means the woman has less rights than the child, I would actually say fewer, doesn't hold up. 855-405-8255. Let's uh, fly up to beautiful Greeley. Warren, you're on the Dan Kaplan Show. Welcome. Hi, I want to say I'm first-time caller, first off. Awesome. Never called your show. Thank you. I listen to you every day. Thank you. Um, have a lot of respect for you, Dan. Thank you. You have a lot of knowledge. Appreciate that. Um, I, I do want to say, I do feel like we're talking about Roe was overturned, and it really wasn't yet. Mm. I mean, what happened was it was leaked, right? Yeah, and I, I love where you're going, Warren. Can you do me a favor? And thank you for the kind words. Yeah. We're right up against a break. Can you stay through the break? I want to make sure you have all the time you need. Yeah, and I, I appreciate the point you're making, and we do need to go there. 855-405-8255, the number. Good news. Michael Bennett is alive, and we have some tape from him. He showed up on a TV show somewhere. We're going to play that tape for you because Michael Bennett, who's very vulnerable to begin with, I think is going to have an even harder time getting reelected now that Roe is falling. So if you disagree with me, we'll take you first. 855-405-8255. 
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. has been a very clear legal and political strategy in place because it was pretty clear in December the Supreme Court was looking to overturn Roe. Well, Chris, I mean, I think we should be actually thinking about that a lot because this didn't just happen overnight. This this Supreme Court uh, draft opinion is the result of 30 years of right-wing politics in this country that's been leading us to the brink of overturning a fundamental constitutional right and freedom uh, in the United States of America. It didn't happen by accident. And we have to have a politics in this country that that responds to that. Michael, 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 please, please hit the history books, my man. It's been a lot more than 30 years, a lot because I've been there. I've been part of that movement, a small part of that movement, but part of that movement been a lot more than 30 years, Michael. And it's uh, guess what, my friend? And this is simple math. If it was about a, quote, right wing movement, then we wouldn't have those justices. Kavanaugh wouldn't be there. Gorsuch wouldn't be there. Amy Coney Barrett wouldn't be there. If it was just a right wing movement. No, the reason they're there is because an awful lot of people way beyond the, quote, right wing agree. There's no constitutional right to abortion. It's made up by the left. So happy to have that conversation, Michael. Anytime you'd like to come on, 855-405-8255, the number. Hey, Warren was kind enough to stay through the break, and he was just starting to make his point when we went uh, to news. And and his point was starting with, hey, wait a second, Roe hasn't fallen yet. Warren, can you pick it up from there? Yeah, exactly. Thank you, Dan. Um, By the way, I I know you're a lawyer, and I kind of gleaned my information from you. I heard it from your show, actually, that Roe really hasn't fallen yet. It was in what was leaked is that it goes back to the states. So mm-hmm. we still, I mean, Colorado is probably going to uphold it. I mean, uphold like getting yeah. an abortion is what I'm saying. So. Yeah. Yeah. Good, great point, my friend. And we have talked about it often. And here's why it is so ginormous that Roe is about to fall. Because as long as Roe is there, then we can't pass our own laws. The states can't pass their own laws on abortion. But once Roe falls, they can't. So once Roe falls, okay. then, then you're right. In Colorado, Colorado is going to be among the toughest nuts to crack. But that's why we're put on yep. this earth, right, to win the tough fights. And so yep. at least there will be that chance then to have the great debate. And starting on day one, my friend, it's going to be very bad for the left and, and the, the you know, pro-aborts in Colorado because they'll have to engage in the debate and they'll quickly get exposed by anybody skilled on the life side. Uh, that that they support these extreme positions. You mean, you mean now Coloradans will learn that Jared Polis, Michael Bennett, 
believe that 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 baby about to be born, I mean, about to move into the birth canal and be delivered, in their view, is not human and has no rights under the law. People are going to look at Polis and Bennett like they're from Mars and, and the wrong side of Mars. See what I mean? And then in other states, yeah, I do. in other states, now Roe, you know, the falling of Roe will allow those states to then protect the unborn. And there are an awful lot of states that are going to do that right away. We explained to our dear president that he doesn't know what he's talking about because he said that it was overturned. It's not. It goes back yeah. to the state. My friend, hey, appreciate the call. <laughs> Believe me, if he'll come on the show, I'll talk to him about it. I'm, I'm not sure he'd comprehend it, and I'm not trying to make fun of him. It's just, unfortunately, where he is at right now. 855-405-8255, the number. We have got so much great sound today. Um, and this is what Ryan was talking about earlier. And, and this, again, from Michael Bennett. Why do you think, Ryan, starting point, yeah. why do you think he's surfacing now? It, it just got boring under his desk, which is where he has spent 99.9% of his Senate career? I mean, why surfacing now? It's a good question. I, I think that he, like you said, if you look at polling, Polis fares a lot better than he does in a statewide election in the polling right now uh, than Bennett. And because Bennett, like, he doesn't really have anything to run on. So I think he... He has to give some kind of explanation or platform for voters out there that might be in the middle. So why should we reelect this guy? Like, what does yeah, he bring to the table? I, I think the only reason he's surfacing now, and it's to your point, is that this is so seismic, row falling, that he has to be on the record somewhere. You yes. know, or, or it may hurt him with the hardcore base. Oh, yeah. But, but, and the reason he stays under his desk is most of the time when he pops up, it doesn't really help him. I think part of that is making sure, as I said, we've got a pro-choice majority in the Senate and the House, but it's also making sure the Democrats are standing for things that are going to allow us to win races in the middle of the country, in places like Ohio and Wisconsin and Pennsylvania and Colorado. We need to be clear about what we stand for uh, at a time when people are, are not just worried about this abortion decision, but also rising costs. In the See, that's the key. Exhibit A, that's what I was saying yesterday, is, 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 wait a second, this is going to hurt the Democrats in the midterm because the hardcore part of the base is going to demand that, that it's what they focus on and talk about. That's not what the vast majority of voters care about right now. They, 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 the vast majority of voters, you think they're going to be upset that now innocent human life is going to be protected? No. So, so Bennett is right on this. This is going to get them killed. This is going to get the Democrats killed in the states he's talking about. Just one example, Dan. Now, this is a much more uphill climb for Democrats, although in recent years they viewed it as a winnable state. Texas, okay? They passed a very restrictive abortion law recently, and now that will, of course, go into effect even more so once Roe falls, if we anticipate as it does. Beto O'Rourke comes out. He's trying to you know, kind of do what Michael Bennett's doing. Recent poll released just today. Abbott has an 11-point lead on O'Rourke. It hasn't moved the needle to the left at all. Well, speaking of Beto, he, he was so helpful today because I want to play that sound right now. Sorry, Michael, to interrupt what you were saying, but you made a good point, and you are right, and, and you are proving my point yesterday. This, this falling of Roe is going to hurt the Democrats in lots of ways in the midterm. But, but listen carefully to what Beto O'Rourke says, and I understand it's ludicrous on its face, and we'll yuck and laugh about that, but then, then we'll get to the underlying point, which I think is pretty profound. This is not about life 
This is about control. This is about power. It's about controlling the lives of the women of Texas and taking power away from them. The only way to get this back is to win political power. Now, obviously, that's ludicrous on its face. I mean, you cannot even put together a hypothetical argument as to why anybody out there would, would want to control, would want to control the bodies of, of the women in America just for, just for the kicks of controlling their bodies. It's ludicrous. But, but why then? Why does he make this argument that it's not about life, it's about control? The reason is because he knows, he's acknowledging, he's admitting, if it is about life, he loses. If it is about life, the left loses. Because if it is about life, America sides with the GOP. If it is about life, America sides with the pro-life movement when they go to the polls. That's the only reason we have these conservative justices there to begin with. So that's why he had to make such a ludicrous statement as, oh, no, it's not about life. It's it's about controlling bodies. And, and to me, the Bennett comment, going back to it, is just so telling. If this was a winner, Dan, like you're saying, if this was a winning issue for the Democrats to run on, even in Colorado, which is pretty mm-hmm. blue, a shade of purple, Michael Bennett would be out there championing the cause, like, we can run on this, we can win on this. What did he say? He said, no, 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 no. no, no. no, no We've got to run on some other issues here to win in the middle of the country. (laughs) Right. And the other evidence, anecdotal but powerful, is my my morning workout. Because, you know, love to work out. I'm a morning guy. Love to work out early in the morning. And I watch MSNBC. I watch CNN. I want to see what arguments the other side is making. And you know what they're talking about? Yeah, they had a couple of stories on this. But they had moved on to everything else. (laughs) <laughs> After a day or two, they had moved on to everything else because they know that they're not going to have the staying power fighting for death. You're not going to have the same motivation. You're not going to have the same staying power. And they know they know it's going to be death firm politically. 855-405-8255. The number when we come back, I want to get into something fascinating with you. And that is this Denver Post piece you know, that talks about Colorado abortion providers aren't ready to meet the demand and how Planned Parenthood is in Colorado is positioning itself to be the, quote, oasis of abortion in in the Rocky Mountain states. Do you think Colorado really wants to become America's Death Star? You're on the Dan Kaplan Show. yes, he would consider this a legitimate decision. Well, there is not even a decision yet. We don't know the validity of the, we know that this is a leaked document. It is not the final opinion. So I just can't speak to that hypothetically at this point in time. <laughs> That's classic, right? <laughs> Hypocrisy's too soft a word. So now the White House won't even acknowledge that, that the Supreme Court decision on abortion, when it comes down, whatever it is, will be legitimate. It doesn't mean they agree with it or not, but just that it will be legitimate as a function of government, right? You know, I'm really uh, I'm upset, yeah. Dan, that I didn't grab this one more clip. I got like 32 clips on it. The, the yeah. one clip that I wanted to get today's uh, Ducey, of course, uh, calls her out and says, hey, wait a minute. There's an account on Twitter right now that just doxed all six oh, yeah. conservative justices of the Supreme Court and put their addresses mm-hmm. on a line. Do you condemn that? 
Jen Psaki answers by saying, well, we know there's a lot of passion out there. Yeah. Does not yeah. outright uh, uh, condemn right, that right. action. They're are you free kidding? They, it's what we've been talking about for a long time here. They are in collapse. They're in utter free fall on every level, including morally, right? I mean, they're just in total free fall. But it goes back to the tangled web syndrome we all learn about as little kids, you know. Oh, what a tangled web we weave when we first practice to deceive. So that's what the left is. It's just based on a mountain of lies. And and then you get an incompetent like Joe Biden in the middle of it. And you see what that combination of incompetence and, and the lies and just very bad ideas. It leads to collapse. And that's what we have right now. We have a collapsing administration, unfortunately, because of that. We see the collapse in Afghanistan. We see all those dead, brave Americans. We see, you know, collapses within the economy. We, we have all of this different form of collapse because the administration's collapsing. Now, at the same time, you look at what's happening on the other side because of, of all of the good ideas and, and the good principles and the good morals and the hard work over all these years, uh, you see these conservative principles, and it doesn't have to be just GOP, succeeding as, as the left is collapsing. And Roe falling is just one enormous example of that. There are many others. Let's go to Bill in Douglas County, Colorado. You're on the Dan Kaplan Show. Welcome, Bill. Hey, Dan. Hey, thanks for all your work in this area. You know, um, you. you were talking before about uh, witnessing a, uh, an abortion versus some other trivial operation. Um, and, and a lot of people, you know, to your point, they don't understand or they deny that, you know, a fertilized egg is a baby, right? Life begins at conception, correct? Oh, yeah, they deny science. They're science deniers. Right. So here's a little thought experiment that can make them see the error of their ways real quick. Yeah. Imagine you have a building, and it's got, uh, it's divided in two, and it has daycare centers on each side of the divide. Okay. Building catches fire. By the time the firemen get there, there's one kid on one side that hasn't gotten out, five kids on the other side, that haven't gotten out, they can only save one group. Unless you want to make some kind of contrarian, bizarre argument, I think most people are going to say, yes, save the five and pray for the poor soul that's that's going to get lost in the fire, right? Yeah, and where are you going with it, Bill? Okay, here's the second part of it. Now imagine, instead of two daycare centers, you've got a daycare center on one side and a fertility clinic on the other side. And same thing, you've got a fire. Firemen get there, they got a choice. They can save the one kid who hasn't gotten out yet on the on the uh, daycare, yeah. or they can save the ten thousand that are in a cryo refrigerator. Pull that out, get it on a generator, keep it frozen, and save those ten thousand babies. Now, obviously, if you're going to save five babies versus one, you're going to save ten thousand versus one, yeah. right? Well, and that is not the way I would argue it, Bill. But I I, I hear okay. you. I, I hear what you're saying. I mean, for me. Uh-huh. I think that in the end, it is profoundly simple, as, as, as most of the biggest truths in life are. And that is, no matter how you cut it, no matter how hard or challenging the circumstance, as a matter of science, that's an innocent human life. Abortion is taking an innocent right. human life, and the answer to our toughest problems can never be the taking of an innocent human life. It really is that simple in the end, I believe. But but thank you, Bill. And, you know, we're going to be doing a lot of that now that Roe is falling is having the big conversation. Okay, Roe's going to fall. So how now? How now do we win? How now, having won that enormous victory, do we then 
translate that into laws that save babies, which means persuading people. And what are the best approaches and arguments? Because so many people are dug in, you know, so deeply, just out of habit at this point. But there are many, many persuadables uh, because people are good. I mean, you got your sociopaths here and there, but generally people are good. And so it's up to us now to find the very best ways to persuade. And I personally believe in, in keeping it simple to that profound truth, but there are, there are other approaches also. 855-405-8255, the number. Tony in Denver is as excited as I am to see that Michael Bennett is still with us. He was actually on a network show today. We're playing that sound. And he was saying what I was saying yesterday. Democrats, <laughs> if you try to make this election about abortion, you're going to get creamed worse than you were going to get creamed. Tony, welcome to the show. Dan, uh, a couple things. First of all, I am not so much pro-life as I am anti-abortion as a uh, method of birth control. And um, I I wish these quote-unquote journalists would speak up and call out these politicians and others who say that abortion is constitutionally guaranteed. That's completely opposite. The right of life is guaranteed by the Constitution, and nowhere does it say you have the right to kill an unborn child. Yeah, it's an interesting point. Tony, thank you for that. You know, hopefully we're at the point now where that conversation, which has been front and center for decades now, won't be as important to people because the court will have decided it. And now it's about, okay, how do you persuade people that we should have the laws that we should have to save children? And we'll talk about that as well. Do you think Coloradans want this state to become America's Death Star? I don't think so. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.